Hello, baddies. It's another week of pushing past what we previously thought was possible. Yep, that's right. We are cruising. We are flying high. It's Sagittarius season. We're going to get into what that means for you and more, as well as talk about the uh, perhaps little known witchy astrological background behind Thanksgiving. Shall we get into that? Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. I'm Maddie Murphy. I'm your host. I'm your cosmic consultant. How we doing, folks? I'm feeling that Sagittarius season buzz after we went through the wash, rinse, repeat cycle of Scorpio season with the eclipses. I'm starting to catch my breath. I'm starting to feel, okay, the blue skies ahead. What's going on? What's the vision? Um, I know I've heard from a lot of you in our community. We had our new moon circle, hearing from you guys on Instagram, TikTok that, yeah, there's been a shift. So onward and upward, baddies. Don't look back. We're not going that way. We're going full steam ahead. And Sag season always has a gift if you're open to it. Something a previously untapped into dream, desire, something that lights your freaking fire. Okay, I'm really lit up because you know why? I'm about to go see my family. I get really hyper when I, my cancer rising, my son in the fourth house, I get lit up by my fam. And also we're having a tarot themed party, a tarot glam, tarot couture cocktail party in honor of the amazing, great, larger than life Aunt Gail. So y'all know I'm just so pumped on that. I think Life Wizard is going to be King of Swords because he just wants to carry a sword around. And you know, I'm just, it's so hard to pick just one card. So I'll I'll keep you posted next week. Let me know. Slide in my DMs. What do you think? What card do you think I should be? Um, and we'll be sharing. I'll share some pictures of that on my personal Instagram at I am Maddie Murphy if you're following me. And yeah, let me know what you're doing. Obviously, everyone stay safe out there in general. There is a really expansive energy for sure. But it's like if astrology isn't real, why why do we have like the quote unquote holiday season Thanksgiving to just before as we celebrate Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, like it's in the Sag season energy where, yeah, we want to put on sequins. We want to have maybe a drink or two. We want to be clacking, but it's also the time of year where like things just come out of your mouth. You don't realize it, right? Sag season. And it's this time of like, sometimes Sag can bring out like the parts of us that are dogmatic or to think we're always right. And I laugh about that being during Thanksgiving, especially because it's a time when a lot of us, some of us, go home and we sit around a table and maybe argue with our uncle about how like, no, like, you know, what was the last year? Mr. Potato Head is like not indoctrinate sexuality into children or something. And of course, this year, opposite the sun in Sag, we have Mars retrograde in Gemini in the sign of like, let's just argue about everything. Let's never find an agreement. Let's make communication just go completely haywire. 
And so, you know, I saw a tweet around that was like, oh, I can't believe, like, you know, Donald Trump announced that he was running for president right before Thanksgiving so you could, like, you know, sit and argue with your uncle about it or something, blah, blah, blah. But all I will say is that just protect your energy because with Mars retrograde, it's very, it's going to be very hard to win someone over. It's going to be hard to win an argument. And it honestly just might be like wasted breath. And I'm not saying like, don't speak up for yourself. Don't advocate for what's right. But there's just something funny in the air this year that just feels like, mm. and so and with the Mars retrograde of it all, we all know in Gemini, we're all being uh, kind of asked to, especially if you have a needle on Mars in Gemini, like there's a frustration, there's a slowing down, there's a stalling. And in that frustration, it's just like, okay, where do I have to reevaluate? What motivates me? What drives me? Maybe where do I have to sit, listen? And maybe where are those triggers, like being my teachers? And it's like, ah, it's not fun, but we're we're almost through it, January 12th. But I think every astrologer, when they saw Mars retrograde happening during like all the time of year when you go home or, you know, mixing like some people mixing alcohol and politics at, at family tables. I'm like, ooh, okay. So everyone just keep your head on a swivel. And other things, again, the astrology for this week, this energy report is probably gonna be brief and brilliant because like I said, through the end of the year, we're in just some good, like, I don't want to say good, like just boring astrology. And I'm going to keep saying that because it's been a not boring a few months. It's been rapid speed, rapid change. I don't know one person in my life who hasn't gone through some big, huge plot twist upheaval this year in 2022. I'm loving the TikTok theme of just like, if January me could see me now, wow, what would they say? (laughs) So let's like rest, let's recharge, let's reflect, let's do less. And, you know, the biggest thing to note with this astrology, we saw Mars squared Neptune last week with Mars retrograde. There's some other Neptune energy happening over the next week. It's a lot of things. We just want to have discernment. We just want to like really make sure we're getting all the facts before we commit to something. We really want to like not just take someone at their word or even believe everything we think. Truly. Okay, baddies? Hold on, let's get into the Virgo announcements here. What am I doing? What am I doing? We got to talk about our baddie bundle winner. And also, so cute. This week, we had our new moon circle, and we had Jessica Jones, who was a baddie bundle winner from a few weeks ago. And it was so fun to, to see her in the circle. And she told just a really funny story of just like being on vacation and turning to her like stepdad and being like, I'm the baddie bundle winner. And he's like, okay, what does that mean? I need more information. So shout out to everyone, just the baddies out there and shout out to the people listening to this podcast, like, and just bringing people in. She also brought one of her friends in the podcast. So she got to share the celebration with her. So send this podcast to someone who you think is just a bad bitch who's also tapped into the cosmos, or if they're not, they need to be. If someone sends you this podcast, huge compliment. All right. Huge compliment. If you're listening to this, because it's a friend send it to you, they know what's up and they think you do too. So let's talk about who is this week's winner. Okay, so we have Whitney Cassell on Instagram. Cassell1256. The headline is Jump Up in Excitement. How Sag is that? I love the Sag season energy. It says every time a new energy report comes in, I literally want to jump out of my seat in excitement. Oh my dear Lord, I love that. I definitely check back way too often to see if a new episode has come out yet. You're so cute. I wish I could have Maddie in my pocket guiding me every day because these episodes keep me so grounded. Thanks for being so authentically fab, Maddie. Love the vibe. Love the podcast. I love that. I feel like I know each and every one of you. I love having you slide in my DMs. I love having you like respond to things I say in the podcast. 
And I just know for me, like the podcasts I listen to that I love, they really are like best friend energy or they keep me so grounded. And I don't know if it's like all my mutable sign in my chart. I just love like good podcasts keeping me company. So the fact that I get to be with you while you fold laundry, while you go on your hot girl walks, while you drive to work, while you do the thing, it's so special. I think it's so cool. Podcasts, I love. I think my whole life I was waiting for, I was listening to like really funny audiobooks on CD from my library that I would rent. And like, I would just settle for anything. I just love the feeling of like learning and connecting, but still being able to, you know, multitask, go about my day. So basically what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Thank you so much. Congrats to our Batty Bundle winner. And if you want to be like Whitney Kassel, just go leave a review on iTunes. Put your Instagram handle on the name so we can find you. Or if you do it on Spotify, screenshot it, send it to us at the Cosmic RX. All right, babies. So besides that, obviously other Virgo announcements is we got a holographic Friday weekend sale going on. I know capitalism, boo, but also like we need money to survive. Yay. And if everyone's like, everyone's doing the sales, what we love about our sales is that caught holographic Friday because rebrand. And it's like, you know, you could just do this from your pocket. You don't got to go out. We don't got to be elbowing grandmas at like Walmart to get a flat screen TV. If you're one of those people who does that, bless you. I am like the day after Thanksgiving in my robe, in like my loosest sweatpants, eating the leftovers, being cozy, taking multiple naps. But I do partake in a little cyber shopping, you know, because it's fun and who doesn't love a deal? That's what I also I do. Like everything has a, everything has a shadow and a light and the Black Friday, the Cyber Monday deals, it is nice. Like honey, girlfriend's on a budget or you want to make that dollar go further. So if you're looking to either gift yourself or a, a best friend, or maybe one, someone in your family, or a cosmically curious coworker. We are going to do sales all through the weekend on our digital courses, my Magic of You self-guided astrology course. We have amazing, cool merch. We have the Cosmic Baddie Beanies are back, baby. You know it's beanie season. I live in them from October to April. And um, we also have super cute tote bags that have all the dates of the full moons for the year, like written out like a concert tour t-shirt. We have our our notes from higher self deck on there. We have just all the like energetic tools, digital courses, anything just to help you, you know, align with your highest, hottest self. And it's all on sale. So go check that out. It'll be on sale till Sunday night. Obviously like we love and like you know, we're a small business. Every order we get, we're like high five. Yes. Jumping out of our seat in excitement like Whitney. So thank you for your continued support. And if you don't have the funds, you're not shopping this year, just listening to this podcast, just, you know, leaving reviews, liking it, sharing it is also a gift to us. So thank you. All right. Let's talk about if astrology isn't real, what happened in this past week. And obviously before we talk about anything astrology, I just want to take a moment and really send love and send just hugs and just send like energetic wing of protection and healing over everyone in Colorado Springs, everyone who was affected by the Club Q act of domestic terrorism. And just also, of course, our LGBTQ baddies who are affected hearing this kind of news. You know, it's just devastating. I hate that we have stories like this and that we haven't made any change or any legislation to prevent acts like this, but just sending you all love 
and also shout out to the heroic patrons there. Ooh, I'm gonna get choked up, but like, oof, like reading those stories about like the people who stepped up and prevented like further lives from being taken or further injuries. I'm like, I don't even know. I can't even imagine. Like, um, so heroic. And you can read about that online. And I believe one of the persons was trans and maybe was being misrepresented for the media by, as a drag queen. So yeah, shout out, shout out to all of our trans heroes, but especially that one. And I don't have, I couldn't find their name online. Maybe they were keeping it protected for privacy, but our hearts are with you. And I really hope that and pray that in this shifts that we go through, we just have more acts of protection in place and also more resources for the obviously mostly men who commit acts like this. I mean, it's all men, let's be honest, straight men. We need more mental health services. We need more love. We need more humanity. We need more connectedness in society. And I just keep asking all of you, just toss up the vision, toss up the prayers, toss up the actions that will bring us closer to that. Because I just don't, I don't, I'm like thinking about all my nieces right now and the next gen. I'm like, Oh, like, I don't want you to have these new stories. Like, can we wrap up this, wrap this part of our society story up? I digress. If astrology isn't real, what were some of the things that happened last week? So I saw a really funny tweet and a few people tagged me in uh, the things on TikTok. And someone's like, what on earth happened on this Thursday that brought down Ticketmaster, Taylor Swift, Nancy Pelosi, and Grey's Anatomy? And it was so funny. And like, I love that a lot of you tagged me and it was so, so cute. And of course, we have post-eclipse fallout we're going through. We're going through Mars retrograde in Gemini. And we're having just this big, so many shifts. And so all of them happening at once. And then with all of the Mars-Gemini energy squaring Neptune, it just created chaos. It's creating like even more confusion and then we saw that really, especially in like the Twitter headquarters. And again, love, good energy going out to anyone who was working or is working with Twitter. It's like a shit show there. But we know like, right, Mars is the planet that comes to change things, like bring things in, bull in a china shop, the warrior busting through. It's the, like, okay, let's go. Let's change action. Let's go. And then it's going retrograde. So it's like, let's go back and fix something. What's something we haven't addressed? And then Gemini, of course, is very connected to how we communicate, social media. I mean, nothing is more Gemini than Twitter, in my opinion, in terms of just like trip, trip, tripping around. And Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, has a Gemini midheaven. And so it's just like that going retrograde and then squaring Neptune, which just creates illusion, delusion, mass confusion. And we really saw that. Obviously, the Ticketmaster debacle, we saw that. And then, you know, Nancy Pelosi, also, interestingly, has her midheaven, her highest public image point, her career point in Taurus. And she has her Venus and her Mars there and her Saturn, her Uranus. She's a whole stellium there. And so November 8th, it closed out a cycle for her around um, her values, what motivates her, a shift. And also, again, on her midheaven, on her career point. And then her 10th house is also includes Gemini. So we talked about Mars retrograde in Gemini. Her midheaven is in Taurus. And then she has a Gemini 10th house. So of course, everything post-eclipse, fallout, Mars retrograde is going to be affecting her like wild. And again, I'm not going to pull up Ticketmaster's chart because I don't know. I just don't have the time. But again, these systems of communication. And of course, all of this is in the Uranus and Taurus, shifts in our values, shifts in how we want to spend our money. 
disruptions, how technology helps or hurts that. And again, we're at this late stage of Pluto and Capricorn where the whole system is blowing up. And I think that even what happened with Taylor Swift, like obviously I love Tay, I love Tay Tay, I love her. Um, I'm not like a full on Swifty, but I admire. I'm a fan of Swifties, as Elise Meyer says. <laughs> and I think this whole thing though did like again with the values and loyalty. And again, Tay has a bunch of Scorpio in her chart, so she's also dealing with some like post eclipse fallout of like, hey, people love you, people want to support you, but like you gotta throw them a bone, right? Like there was a way to avoid that, and I think. Like, listen, Taylor's a hustler. And I think there's a part of her that really wanted to break some records and do some things. And we love that for her. But I think also, again, back to your loyal fans, Taurus, right? How do we take care of them and value them? And just things that are all up for discussion. And then the last thing I will say is Shonda Rhimes, the creator of Grey's Anatomy, does have her Saturn in Taurus, I believe. And some other things from Mars and Pisces would be like, squaring this Mars Gemini and she has her Jupiter and Scorpio. So just again, these people all tied together through some really interesting astrological signatures. And then that eclipse kind of tossed everything up, like brought in a little chaos and then shot it all out. (laughs) Mars squaring Neptune was like, I got this. So I just thought that was interesting. And like that tweet was so funny. And I was like, nope, there's really a lot happening here actually. All right, let's move on to the moon report. Who wants to talk about the moon? I love hearing from you all how much like, you're like, wow, really? Working with the moon, living by this report, living by the moon science has changed my life. And I'm like, right, that's what we're all about here. So we have Friday, we start the day. We're still in that Sag moon goodness, feeling yummy, yummy in our tummies from the Sag new moon feeling that optimism, feeling that hope. And then Capricorn moon comes in to say hi, starting around 4 p.m. So that Sag moon is having us feel optimistic, social, happy, visionary. And then that Capricorn moon comes in at night like, hey, let's get some shit done this weekend. That goes through Saturday and Sunday, Sunday afternoon. So this is a great time. Capricorn moon is get shit done. If you have something you've been procrastinating, a home project, if you need to get ahead of something, and you have a little time to carve out, get it done. Be that boss, bitch. This is a great weekend, yeah. We're just putting pedal to the metal, feeling it. And, you know, we're uh, in a very, like, watery, fiery, like, the astrology out in the sky is uh, is not super productive feeling. So I'm going to say take advantage of the cat moon while you can. And then opposite things we're going to look out for. It's being too hard on ourselves. Guess they're going to have some play. We got for we must not forget Capricorn is really work hard, play hard. We forget the second part a lot. So work, but at some point, hang up the old trusty tools and go out and treat yourself. Okay. Aquarius moon weekend starting Sunday evening into Monday into Tuesday. That's fun. That's my little sister's combo, Sag Sun, Aquarius moon, double visionary energy, we are feeling out far and wide. I love this for us. And that Aquarius moon gives us just the right like analytical detached energy to move through some things. If you need to make some decisions or declutter, or you need to kind of put put those plans into motion a little bit. I love the Aquarius moon for that. There's just something very focused about it. Again, we're not getting lost in that ocean of emotion. And it's a great time to be social, like Sag, Sun, Aquarius moon, be with people you love, be with people who inspire you get lit up. 
We're going to look out for Aquarius moon days. Sometimes we can feel so detached that we like forget about people's emotions. So we just want to make sure, especially with the Sag sun, to keep our eye out for bluntness or dropping those truth bombs a little too hard. And then Tuesday evening and into Wednesday and Thursday, basically through the evening, we have Pisces moon days. So the 29th, the 30th, that's my sister Jenny's 30th birthday, golden birthday energy. We got Pisces moon. So Sag sun, Pisces moon, double mutable energy. These are maybe not days where you're going to get shit done, but you're going to be daydreaming, having fun, making magic, feeling really creative, feeling intuitive, feeling like hopeful. Do something that just makes like your inner child feel really excited. Have a little adventure. I'm actually going on a little adventure with my sister for her birthday. And it's it's nice. Just do something that makes you feel expanded out of that comfort zone. Even if it's just something small, even if it's just like, you know what, I'm going to go check out some cool indie film in my local cinema, or I'm going to do something that just feels like dreamy. It feels different. Like get off autopilot those days. Okay. Um, we're going to look out for, ooh, that's a combination for being flaky. Flaky, like a croissant. Like we just want to make sure that we are sticking through our plan, with our plans, being realistic with our time, honoring our commitments, being in integrity, right? Okay. And then late Thursday night, we'll have moon and Aries, but that's going to be like 1140 East Coast time. So we'll talk more about that on the podcast next week. So let's talk today, planetary planning. Like I said, the astrology is blissfully super uneventful in this next week. But one thing I thought was kind of fun, it's sort of if astrology isn't real meets Thanksgiving. One of my favorite things is that off so many holidays, especially like Christian ones or ones we celebrate here in the US, have like these deep pagan roots, right? Like we know Christmas, Easter, it's like from Ostara. We know, we're like, okay, cool. But Thanksgiving, of course, past few years, we're like, Thanksgiving, this is complex. Like, we're taught to celebrate it. Yay, Native Americans, pilgrims coming together. And then as we got older, we're like, wait, we're celebrating genocide and taking over land that didn't belong to us. So Thanksgiving is a really complex holiday. I myself, like, yes, struggle with the untold history of the U.S. part of it, the kind of, you know, colonizers version of history. Um, I'm happy we have more resources to expand beyond that. As an actual day, I do enjoy it because I like how it is just about, yeah, being grateful, being together, good food. It doesn't have, I love Christmas and that whole time of year, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, end of the year, New Year's, but it gets like really hectic. And obviously we know it's been a little commercialized. There's some at Thanksgiving that's just like, get together, be grateful with people, play board games, chit chat, you know, we have friends giving. So again, like all things in life, complex, but current affairs aside, current our complex web of emotions. What's so interesting is Thanksgiving actually comes from another line of a, a harvest festival. And when Abraham Lincoln proclaimed that the final Thursday of November was always going to be a holiday, did you kind of wonder, like, why? Has anyone ever wondered why it's always on a Thursday? Like, every other holiday is a date, so it'll rotate. But we always know, you know, we have Thursday, the last Thursday of November is Thanksgiving. And, like, why not pick, you know, just the 23rd of November every year? And no one really knows, I mean, I'm sure someone knows why he picked that day. But according to Farmer's Almanac, they said that like Thursday was considered a day that was good for this, for giving lectures, you know, for giving religious talks. And this is may what have contributed to picking this day. And you kind of wonder like, where do these things come from? Well, we all know 
Thursday is ruled, every day of the week is ruled by a planet, right? And we talked about this a lot at Kripala. We had a fun discussion with this. And you really hear it when you talk about other languages. Like we were saying in Spanish, all the days of the week, like literally have the planet in them. Like Martes, Tuesday is Mars Day. Wednesday, Miércoles, Mercury Day. But Thursday is Jupiter's Day. And Jupiter's Day is interesting because there was Jupiter's feast day celebrated in the ancient time. And Jupiter is in Latin, actually means is duis pater, which means sky father. That's why I would say sky zaddy. I don't just make this stuff up. You know, I take it from history and then I kind of make it my own. <laughs> but, you know, and we know in astrology, Jupiter is the great benefic, the god of wealth, abundance, gratitude, thankfulness, benevolence thanking, you know, for the abundance, the cornucopia that we see on Thanksgiving. So, you know, those just like, if you look up clip art of Thanksgiving, that cornucopia is actually the image. It's the horn of plenty is a gift bestowed by Jupiter to those who cared for him. So it's this whole thing about giving generously. So I love that whether, you know, Lincoln knew it or not. And I think Lincoln actually took this tradition Picking Thursday from something that George Washington, again, would give those talks. And it's interesting to give religious or like, you know, kind of academic talks on a Thursday is also very Jupiterian because Jupiter rules those things. Jupiter rules religion, higher learning, philosophy, studying. And Abe Lincoln, borrowing that from George Washington, it is said that a lot of the founding fathers and also including Ben Franklin were really huge students of astrology and mythology, and there's many, many things that point to this. And there's great people like Richard Tarnas who have written really extensive works on this. But I just think it's really funny that Thursday, Jupiter's Day, is this Jupiter feast day where we sit, you know, in some kind of abundance and we give gratitude. And even Jupiter's like um, the herbs that are associated with Jupiter are like cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, chestnut, sage, um, and it's all the things that we think of this time of year. So again, I don't know if Abe knew about this, or if he was just kind of following out a path that was led before him. But I think it was really fun to offer that. And, you know, this time of year, Jupiter's Day, it is such a good time to be in gratitude. The world is so messy, but there's always magic in it. And there's always something that we can turn our heart towards and be like really, really grateful for. And Sagittarius season is all about exposing us to a higher truth and a higher vision. And in every moment, even in moments of discomfort, there is a higher truth, right, to be learned. And that's why we're constantly, we're always going to be a student, right? Sagittarius, we're always on a quest. We're always on an adventure to learn more, to love more, and to really like let ourselves be curious, these curious adventurers. So that means that just, you know, is am I the only one? Let me know. Let me know if you're interested in this, in this Jupiter's Feast Day stuff. When I first found that out, it blew my damn mind. But in terms of the astrology for the week, again, I just want us to really embody, pay attention to the downloads, the ahas, the new perspectives, where things are shifting in you. Maybe you were going on a certain path and the eclipses rerouted you. And now you're realizing like, hey, you know, maybe that's not even where I want to go anymore. Maybe I want to get there in a different way. Maybe you learned something about yourself that feels really true and you're ready to kind of apply that. This is the time of year we're just open. We're like, ooh, you know when you're like in something, you can't see the forest amongst the trees? Sajic pulls us out and then we can really see the forest and we can see even beyond that. We can see the mountains and the lakes and the valleys. And with that, then we can really make a better plan, you know, to put in action in Capricorn season, in our next season. The little things, you know, like I said last week with the new moon and Sag, 
on the 23rd. Jupiter went direct that day. The only like really market astrology, I would say, until the next podcast comes out, is on the first. Uh, well, okay, so 28th, we have Mars trining Saturn, which just may mean like whoop, boop, 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 pump the brakes, slow it down, slow it down. If anything happens to you that, that day, around that day, that feels like a major block or a stoppage, just trust it. Trust the reroute. It's for your protection, okay? And then December 1st, we have some interesting astrology. Venus is opposite Mars. Venus, the planet of love, affection, values, beauty, is opposite the planet of Mars, you know, planet of action, desires, which is retrograde. So yeah, you might have something unexpected happen or a change up in love, or again, an opportunity to make money, a revisiting of something having to do with your finances or your relationships. But that same day, Mercury is square Neptune. Oh my goodness. You know, a funny story. I remember when I was doing this podcast, when I was in the beginning, I'm like, do I report on like every single astrological happening in the week? And you know, now for time's sake, I just try and do the higher level ones. But I remember talking about Mercury square Neptune on the podcast. And I was like, look out for like, have discernment, communication gets confusing, things just get muddled. So I want you all to be aware of that for December 1st and learn from my mistake. I literally got a tattoo of Neptune's trident. It was like the day I was getting out of, it was my last day living in my amazing Nolita apartment. And I was so sad to leave. And my husband and I, we had gotten matching trident tattoos. We wanted to get them because we were married on the water and He's North Node in Pisces, and I'm Pisces Moon Midheaven, and we just think thought it was really cool. But we wanted to go to the specific guy in Soho that we love that we had gotten other tattoos with. And I was just like rushing around. This is classic me and classic like mutable sign. I had like a call, you know, for one of our uh, online coaching open office hours, and I was just rushing around. And instead of like canceling that or rescheduling, I'm like, I can do this all. I was not even thinking. And I like rushed the tattoo artist and had this appointment. And he shows me the design and he says something about the size. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that sounds good. And then he like puts the like little like temporary tattoo they do. And I was like, damn, that feels really big. But I was like, I don't know. And I sent a picture to my husband. He's like, that's really like, I think bigger than you were describing it to me. So then I told the tattoo artist, I'm like, I'll just go down a little bit more, but like not really being clear in my words. And then of course I get this tattoo of Neptune's trident on my forearm. And I literally wanted it to be like a little line and it basically takes up half of my forearm now. And that is why you don't get tattoos under like Mercury square Neptune. <laughs> and you just don't do anything permanent. I did not take my own advice that day. It's fine. I've grown to love it. It's like totally classic Neptune energy. But I just want you to think about things that day, right? Slow down. Really get clear on what you want. You don't have to make, if you don't have to make a big decision, don't. Like just take a few deep breaths. Learn from me, kids, all right? If you have a funny tattoo story, please let me know so I'm, I don't feel so alone. But that's where I'm going to leave you today again. Blessedly, blissfully boring astrology. Again, life will still be happening. Things will still be going on. Mars still be retrograding. So we're feeling all of that. But I want to leave you just with like the energy of opening into hope, right? We're connecting into truth. This is like what this Sagittarius transit is for. It's for like seeing this different perspective, tapping into that big dream and just maybe realizing that you have more going for you. You have more support from the universe than you previously realized. And I want you just to do something to honor that part of you that is like limitless and that part of you that really has so much faith and optimism 
and just knows like the part in your heart, right? That knows that big leap that you want to take or that big thing that you want to do or embody or achieve. And I want you just to say to yourself, like, mm-hmm, like I am worth that. I am going to do that. And like I said last week, remember, you're the luckiest baddie in the world. I want you to keep saying that to yourself. And so in the meantime, I'm sending you love. I'm wrapping you in stardust. We are sending up those big, juicy prayers under the Sag energy for, what do we ask for? Hot, juicy sex and big, fat checks to you and yours. And I will see you next week. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.